<clears throat> is this thing on? Oh, there we go. More than Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Main, of course. Let's get to it. Ain't no need to worry what the night is going to All over. In the morning. Give it to me, Anita. When? In the morning. Tell me about it. What you know about this? Tell them. You can change. Alright, man. Morning Masters Podcast. You know I gotta start off with Anita Baker. If you know me, <clears throat> um, this episode is gonna be a little different. Um, I had a listener from the uh April Hill podcast, actually, the counseling podcast. Uh, suicide and depression podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts to do. And um, hold on, all right, let that ride out real quick. Um, but yeah, so. I had a, a listener and they emailed me and I was, uh, you know, throwing for it back for a minute, but I ended up, you know, responding. Um, I actually was so thrown aback that I actually responded like two days later and I, I was, I sent out parts of the email because I was that excited that somebody cared enough about the podcast. Like I wanted to reach one person. That's what I did, you know, and um, doing that, this person was inspired and wanting to know information so i said okay well let's do an interview we could do it um a couple couple responses couple emails uh chain numbers text and i'm not gonna lie you you'll you'll see in, in, in the episode but or you're hearing the episode but i actually thought that um the person's name was travis so you know what i thought and uh i was surprised it's not gonna lie and you you're you're here in the, in the episode so without further ado i'm gonna get to it um it was a good episode good interview it's more so about me she asked about the platform the mortar masters brand the name um me coming up with it uh any ideas or any pointers i can give and just add my perspective on certain things and i gave it and i feel like i gave it good answers um if you got any extra questions whether you're a new listener old listener please uh send me notes like you normally do um, any questions I, I would definitely answer on the next podcast um, Any Anything you want me to talk about Or anything you want me to uh, Podcast about Please send my way uh, You know you know, I, I, I always reach the listeners And I always uh, communicate with the listeners And we kind of like a team You know what I'm saying It's like our podcast You know what I'm saying It's like it's both ours You know We keep the bike at my house <laughs> I just watched Friday by the way I don't know if y'all know that reference But um Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> nah, let me stop. I can't sing. But without further ado, man, we'll get to the podcast, man. Morning Masters Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, shout out to Miss Travis for interviewing me. And I feel honored. And tell me if you like it. Tell me if you don't. All feedback is welcome. Thank you. I, I wanted to ask these questions because I do have an interest, as I mentioned to you, in in possibly doing a podcast or enough of an interest that I want to ask questions and see if it's a route that I want to go. And I want to possibly couple that with some of my other passions. And so that's why I wanted to ask you some questions today. I ran across your your podcast through April Parker Hill. Um, I know April. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I know her, and I listened to that interview that you did with her, and I said, this will be somebody good to ask questions to, so I do appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you asking me the questions. That's good. <laughs> so my first question is, and, and let, me, let me preface by saying, 
I know some of this I could probably Google, but it's always nice to to a real person. So you're my Google today. <laughs> no, that's cool because when I, when I started, I had a lot of questions too. And I mean, Google it, it helped, but it, it it's something different about somebody actually doing it. Giving you okay. pointers, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have that when I started. People that I asked, they didn't really want to help me. So uh, it's okay. good. You know, I, I try to help as much as I can if I, if I can. Okay, sounds good. Uh, first question is, how long have you been doing podcasts? Um, I started in 2016. Yeah, okay. 2016. Um, yeah, my first podcast was with my little brother, the one I did um and it was funny. We did it like three times because I just wasn't satisfied with how the podcast was going. Like, I'm big on content, um, but I've been doing it for since since 2016. I would say April 2016. I wasn't really consistent oh. with it the first six months though. Like I, I would do it, and then I would I would wait until the one podcast got a certain number, then do another one. Now you can't do that. You got to kind of like just you know be consistent. If you're gonna do it biweekly. Do it bi-weekly, monthly, do it monthly. You can't go like a month without putting out content. People forget about you, you know what I'm saying? And, or, or your content, it just, it lose interest that if you only got two episodes out, you know what I'm saying, for two months. So it's just, um, it was, and then I wasn't doing like four hours at the time. I, I was still fresh. So I only knew how to do like, you know, 30 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't really talk that much or stretch out a podcast like how, how I can now. Well, so in what you mentioned that people forget about you, that brings to mind how sometimes I'll watch a YouTube video. There are a lot, a lot of those videos out there these days, and people have their, their following. And sometimes I run across people that are apologizing because they haven't been on for a certain amount of time, and so they're apologizing to their audience. Um, so I, I understand what you're saying as far as that goes. How, how did you actually get started with podcasts and Getting an audience, and, and did you have a target that you were going for when you started this? Um. Well, okay. How I got started was I'm a, I'm big on media. Like I always been doing media, so I actually do videos too. So I do I edit videos mostly for my brother. He a big basketball player. Um, but I edit videos for him. I started there. My daughter, when she first, was, my oldest daughter, when she first was born, I would edit a lot of videos to kind of um. You know, just do timestamps on her first two, three years of growing up, and I learned how to edit that way. So I always in media, so I watched a lot of YouTube videos and and just put content out. And I was known as a guy that just can edit videos, especially sports videos. That was my, my thing. And when I started working at the job I work at now, um, it's a lot of employees there, and we got like a break room, and you meet different people. You know, regular people now. But they'd be so interesting because everybody different, like different culture, race. But we all kind of see each other the bulk of the day. And right. I would just, I don't know, like they would just open up sometimes. Yeah, I would be talking. I'm a cool person, so people just normally just gravitate towards me and open up. And uh, I might ask them two questions, but you might get uh, 10 questions worth of answers from them, you know? And it was like, sometimes people would be like, dang, you know, do you know this person? Do you know this person? I'm like, not really. They just started talking to me. And uh, right. I noticed that people could get comfortable with me. So th- that plus uh, I would listen to podcasts already. So I listened to two podcasts I listened to was I love the Breakfast Club for one. So that's that's one thing. But the podcast I listened to was Charlemagne and God from the Breakfast Club, uh, Brilliant Idiots. And then I listened to a guy named Tax Stone. That's my favorite one at the time because it was more based on hip hop. It was kind of it wasn't like so much smart, uh, like something I would learn from, so to speak. But a lot of the, the stuff I like, like the content I like to hear and listen to, like people mm-hmm. past life and stuff, they would they had some respect for him. They would go on a podcast and you hear people's life stories. And I was interested in bringing that to the forefront and just of regular people, not so much a person that is known or somebody that's, that's famous, but just your neighbor, your, every, your everyday average person. They got stories too, and I wanted to bring that to the forefront and just bring it to people's attention because those are interesting as well. You know, not everybody is famous, got the best story. Sometimes it's your neighbor or just a person walking down the street that you don't think twice about. And um, I wanted to mix them too. And I, I kind of wanted to outlet because I don't talk much in person. I never did when I was growing up. And um, okay. now I finally had the chance to do so. So I just took a shot at it. Like I bought all the material, to be honest with you. Like I remember... I, I said I did a podcast with my brother first, but I bought all my material first. I mean, I literally just bought it. I bought a microphone. I bought a whole a whole brand new laptop. Um, I bought a mic stand. You know, the 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 little styrofoam that go over the mic. I bought that, and I and I had it for like two three weeks and didn't touch it. Like I would open it and and set it up, but I didn't do no podcast because I was scared because I didn't know what to do. And um, 
my brother, he got an offer from a school named uh, Berkeley Cal, and it was, it was a big deal. And I said, I'm going to use this. I'm going to interview him about this. And that kind of broke it for me. Like, that was a big interview. My, I started out with getting hundreds of listens because my first, my first episode did like a thousand listens. So it was cool. Oh, that's nice. I think we are a same praise society, so it's nice to hear someone having an interest, taking an interest in, um, air quotes, regular people like you and me and, you know, your next-door neighbor. So I think that's really nice. Um, so why would you choose a podcast over, say, YouTube? Why, why did you choose this particular platform? Um, you know, I think when, you have, when you sent that question, that was a good question to me because I, I felt like, I mean, most people would do it mainly because, you know, one, you can see somebody and one, you can't see somebody. But for me, that person that has done both, I think I've had more success with the podcast. Um, But my thing is this, right? With the podcast, people understand this. It's it's different with phones because we're in a social media area now. So when people listen to my podcast, they might be at work, commuting, driving back and forth, you know what I'm saying? Um. Or taking the train somewhere, whether they're in New York, Georgia, um, however you are, or California, Florida, um, you're doing it while you're doing something half the time. You're not just sitting down, like just watching it, because it's it's audio mostly. It's not. It's not. I don't do a video. A podcast, technically speaking, is only an audio file. That's another thing people don't really understand. That it's not so much video. The video I do put out is more so to gravitate listeners to want to listen to the whole podcast. So I might put a three or four minute snippet out. But that's so you can come listen to the whole 60 minutes or 60 plus minutes of the episode. But I would pick the podcast over the YouTube and thing if you solely like I'm big on content. I'm not, I get sponsors and stuff, but I turn down a lot of sponsors, too, because I'm real big on independence for one. And I'm big on content. So I want to be able to be in control of whatever I do. Well, YouTube is hard to do that because sometimes you have to you have to pay. I might you might use a, a, a beat or something like that. And they, they want you to pay that record label certain amount of money out of your you know your, your what you're generating for your for your video and you might only use that beat for 30 seconds the video might be 40 minutes it's like why am i paying somebody for 30 seconds of the video you know um and then also with the phone like people listen, listen at work or listen and commuting for some reason youtube don't allow you to like to close the app and listen to it you know what I'm saying, at the same time so it used to, I, I got an iPhone, so my iPhone, you don't do it no more. I don't know if anybody else does, but I know like with right. SoundCloud or Apple or Apple or um, the podcast um, on on the Apple um, phone, you can play it and just walk around pretty much. You could lock your phone and play it, you know what I'm saying? You can put your phone in your office or whatever and play it on your speaker or whatever and walk around. And I want people to get that vibe. I want them to listen to it. They're doing something so they can kind of visualize. And the thing with video is kind of like you get, you get somebody that's shy sometimes. So I might have like might have somebody that's shy. Or even you, you might be nervous now, right? But you're not as nervous because there's no camera in your face. You know what I'm saying? No, um, definitely not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, it's like you kind of you kind of could open up a little more knowing that you kind of, it, it's all on you what you're bearing. But when it's video in your face, it's like people be focused on what they clothes, what they want to wear, branding stuff. Um, it's every, you know, everything is like a, they think about everything but the content sometimes, and I'm big on content, so I want I always try to get the audio. Like I will stop recording somebody. I feel like I'm not getting the answers I need, just so they can open up a little more, and then I'll start video video recording again. Or a lot of times I keep my phone up and I won't even tell them I'm doing it. I Bluetooth it and I press the button, time on and time off, and I tell them the phone is off. Don't use no flash or nothing, and you you'd be amazed on how much more somebody open up. Not right. thinking about the camera being on them, you know. So it's just it's one of them things. It's just, it's just content purposes. But some people are, are camera camera friendly and like they work better with the camera. I just haven't I haven't came across many people like that because I I go for the people that don't be on camera all the time. And when you're not used to being on camera all the time, that's uh-huh. not something you're just gonna just jump into and be you know like all happy about. So well, I. I did relate to that uh, recently. My son took some pictures to me. He does a little photography. And for my birthday, well, this is the second year that he's done it, he's taken um, a, I've, I've had a photo shoot, is what I call it, make it sound a little more dramatic. Than what it is. <laughs> I was preparing for that thing. I wanted my hair right. I wanted my clothing to be right. See? And he's looking at it from the artistic standpoint. And none of what I was focusing on even showed up in the pictures and he actually didn't publish the ones that I liked. I'm like, I'm a tutor in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, our focus um, does tend to be on ourselves physically more, I think, than the video cameras on us. So yeah, uh, I appreciate definitely. that perspective. 
Um, going back to your uh, your audience, do you have a target audience or who whoever hands or ears, I guess I should say, your podcast get into? That's who it's for. Um, to be honest with you, I was thinking about um, that question, and, and it's funny because on the SoundCloud, actually, that SoundCloud app. I mean, a SoundCloud on, on, on the computer, you can actually do a spotlight. So you can put the, the five videos you want to show up first when somebody comes to your SoundCloud page. And that's how I gauge my audience. So I know for me, people love when I interview uh, sports players. Cause I'm a big sports guy. Like I said, my brother's a big, big deal out here. So I, and I got access to a lot of sports people. And people want me to interview them because of what I'm able to uh, bring out of them. Uh, they they come around me, you know what I'm saying? They know me anyway, so it's like it's not like it's a job where you're going to see a reporter or an interviewer. You think you're going to see somebody you play ball with or see somebody you know, so they open up more to me. So I'm able to get better interviews out of most people when it comes to sports. Also, the counselor thing was something I always wanted to do just for my personal personal self and then people I know that going through things that and I'm you know, I'm black and I'm beyond with you, like in our in my in our community, it's uh it's it's common to just like make things seem like it's not what they are. So I wanted right. to kind of get that out there and hear it from somebody else, but hearing it from me at the same time. So I wanted to, everything is a, it's like, it's like art. Everything is like a picture you want to paint. So it's not so much of an audience. It's just what each episode, what I'm trying to paint. Every episode got a, got a message, whether I'm playing, whether it's a play episode where I'm just testing something, testing mics out. I still try to bring a message to what the podcast is. Sometimes I just play and we joke I and mean, it's just joking. It's just living, you know, free spirit, free, free conversation. But for the most part, I would say my target audience would be, I, I would just say age group, really, age group. Um, I would say maybe between ages from 20 to 20 to 40, I would say. Um, 20 to, okay. I say that because, I, you know, when I work with people that's older, like in their 30s, I always hang around people that's older than their 30s. And then now I got a network kind of like, because I, I don't just do my podcast. We'll get into that later, but I don't, I don't just do my podcast only. I got other podcasts I'm producing now and I and that some, I, some I, I co-host on. It's just on my page though, so it's not on. You're not. You're not only gonna see more than the masters on my on the the link under the SoundCloud. You'll see more than the masters. You'll see Fire and Ice. You'll see Half Hour Black Power. It's a. I, I do a few other shows that you'll see on there, and that's what I wanted to kind of you know. So when it comes to audience, I'm kind of just gauging based off. I would say ethnically speaking, if you want to say ethnically, um. Yeah, I would I would say predominantly black listeners. I'm, I I can admit to that. But at work, I send it to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like it. Everybody they laugh or they joke. But for the age group, I target all different kind of angles. So the counselor one gonna be different from the sports one. The sports one gonna be different from me joking. I talk about R and B and hip hop a lot. Um, I might do a whole podcast about the '90s and just putting. I don't know Brandy and Monica versus each other like I might do something like that so it's like you never know what you're going to get I try not to box myself into one category the reason right. being because at any given moment I want, I want to like I said I'm big on um, being independent so I want to be able to I want to be able to talk about whatever I want to talk about I want to be where somebody's saying I'm ready to hear your pocket I want to hear about this this particular um, topic of this week I might not talk about that. It might be good to talk about it in the news, but I might not talk about it because this week I might be doing basketball. I might do an episode of Power. I might review an episode of Power. I might review a movie. I might want to review an album. Like, you never know what you're going to get from me, but you know it's going right. to be entertaining. So it's not about so much. My audience is anybody that wants something that's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Something that's thought-provoking and going to have um, more than one view to it. And interact and, and, right. because right. anytime I say something on my podcast, I tell listeners. I I get them my email. I give them my sometimes my my Facebook or whatever my Twitter, and I tell them if you have a, a different opinion, I want to know. Send it to me. Send me your notes. I get my listeners to send me notes on the um, phone and they screenshot and send it to me. Sometimes I get three pictures of screenshots full of notes about the podcast, and I just read them. I read them on the next episode, and we will discuss it within that first thirty minutes, and then. I'll go into my topics from there. So, um, okay. That's how I, I mean, audience wise, is, I would say not overrated, but I would say don't look too much into it because you're going to know if you got listeners or not. Just get the listeners first and then you can kind of base it off there. If you know that, like, if I know that what I'm doing is not working, but I just sports is just working for some reason, then maybe sometime down the line, I'll focus more so on sports. But right now, it's just like variety. You never know what you're going to get. I might interview somebody. I might do it by myself. I might have my brother on, my mother on. I, I'm real family oriented, so I have anybody on. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. Random stranger like myself. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, that's good. I like the idea of not putting yourself in a box because I do think, and that was going to be one of my questions, but you, you somewhat answered it. I think sometimes we limit ourselves when we put ourselves in these bubbles. And I think if we're open to um, different possibilities, then that's um, better not only for us, but, but the audience that we may not necessarily be aggressively trying to target. So exactly. I like that idea. Exactly. Um, do, have you found that there's a particular uh, age demographic that listens to, say, podcasts over something else? Um, I, I know I'm, I'm somewhat of, I don't know if I'll use the word junkie, but I like to listen to NPR. And they have a ton of podcasts. And, you know, that's how I know a little bit about podcasts. And, then, of course, I, I came across you. But do you find that there's a certain um, age group that that prefers to listen to a podcast, say, over something else? Or you haven't found any consistency in that? Um, yeah, it is, actually, depending on what the actual podcast is about. Because some people listen to podcasts like... Um, I know Joe Buttons right now. His, he had a big podcast right now, but they listen to it based on popularity. So they're not listening to the podcast, but they listen to that one based on popularity. But I do find that like uh, only I won't say is it an age? I won't say age. I would say more mature because uh, age don't really mean nothing like now. Sometimes you be twenty five and not be mature, but I would say the mat- a mature person listen to the podcast because it takes um it takes a certain type of attention span to be able to actually withstand 30 minutes to two hours worth of a podcast like some podcast i listen to is actually two hours and i listen to it all day i mean i might not listen to it straight all the time i try to but i might drive to atlanta listen to it or i might be like you know in the house just listen to it and i can but everybody can do so and, and enjoy it because the attention span is not there. They need to see something. Like, and, you know, everybody learns different. We learn that in college or, you know, some people in high school, you got different learning techniques. Some people are real good with video. Some people are real good with audio. Some people are real good with visual. You know what I'm saying? So if you're good with visual, you want to see You want to see it. You're not looking for the podcast. You want to see it. And that'll help me on a Facebook when I put the you know, snippets up for the views. But if you're good on, if you want to just listen to the whole thing, you, you know, you're good on audio person, you could visualize yourself. Then you listen to the podcast. And the dope thing about the podcast is, like right now, like the funny thing about this is the whole thing, to be honest with you, I'm going to just go ahead and crack it and say it. I thought you was a guy. I'm going to be I'm gonna be 100% honest. Like I thought you was a man. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like, because <clears throat> I see the name, and then when you call, it's like, okay, this is this is a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the good thing about it is, like, anybody I was telling that I was doing an email with and stuff like that, they seeing it like, okay, it's gotta be a man. Like even I was just talking to somebody on the phone just, just before I, you, I called you and we were saying he, 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 you know what I'm saying? But yeah. now I was like, okay, but you, you visualizing something different. So it's like, you already visualizing just off looking at the paper, looking at the email, looking at the name, looking at the questions, how you talking? Like I'm, I'm actually reading it. As if a guy's talking to me, you know what I'm saying? And now hearing the questions, like you, just like a little curveball, but it don't change my answers, but it does lighten the mood, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I would rather talk to a female than a male. Just that's just me, but you know, to each his own. But that's just that's just how I am, you know. And yeah. that's like that's that's how it is with podcasts. So when a podcast come on and you see the title and it might grab your attention. And then you hear somebody talking. You don't know what you don't know what the nationality is, what the ethnic, you know, ethnicity is. You just unless you unless you know like you got a real slang or a real uh, act a strong accent, then you can tell. But you don't know yeah. what that person is. You just visualize and based on what they're saying. So now you're able to make or paint a picture of you know what they're going through or trying to visualize what they're saying right. based off their voice and their tone and, and their, mm-hmm. their, their, their 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 sound of sound of everything they're saying. So. Yeah, and I, I run across that a lot, by the way, uh, as far as emailing, having an email conversation with someone and them thinking I'm a guy because of my name, <laughs> and, and then they actually come in my office and they see me and and they're surprised. Or I'll have a phone conversation with someone and they, they think that I'm of a particular um, race or ethnicity, what have you, and then... They walk in, and I'm not what they expect. So I I understand what you're saying about that. <laughs> yeah, that that could be fun. I just I just I'm just trying to imagine like where where wherever you work at now or before, and they interviewed mm-hmm. you, and they're like, yeah, Travis, come for an interview, and it's like, 
you know, if they thinking it's probably a, a male, and it, you come in as a female, it's just funny though. Yeah, and you know what I find that when there there's only audio, that it helps with your creativity because you get to imagine, like you said just now, you might be imagining where I'm sitting, um, what I look like, and I one thing that I did with my son growing up, there's a radio program, and I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, I'll say it, you can edit it, but it's called Adventures in Odyssey, and we listened to that for years, and we visualized the, the characters, and if I didn't say it, it was a great program, about 30 minutes long. And we visualized the characters, and then at some point we went to a bookstore and we saw videos and we got to see what they looked like and just sort of compare what we thought based on that audio to what actually was. And <laughs> even though they had created these characters um, as far as illustration, I mean, they still didn't have to be what we didn't want them to be, even though someone drew it and said, okay, this is what Eugene looks like, or this is what Mr. Whitaker looks like, and these are characters from the Adventures in Odyssey. Um, we don't really have to take that, because we can create whatever we want in our minds. Exactly. What we've done with it, so I like that. Um, so, in a way, I guess it's like radio, would you say? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, and I will say one of my podcasts is actually on radio, so it, it is similar to it. But like, since I just do mainly just a podcast, it's it's harder sometimes radio because radio you could you cut into commercials sometimes. You uh you might have to throw in some music, uh. But with the podcast, it's just strictly audio. I mean, every now and then I'll throw an instrument on the back of my podcast just to make it get that feel, you know. Um, right. depending on what what I'm talking about, and if I'm talking about I'm telling a story, I might. Throw a, a hip hop beat on from a, a a good hip hop story song. Like I think one time I played Slick Rick for some reason. Like he a good storyteller, hip hop, whatever. But I played that in the background. It's just it all might start the podcast off with a song just to get you amped up to hear what I'm about to say. Depending on you know what it is, but radio it's like there's so many rules. You know, podcast is like it's your own thing. If if you if you if you do it independent, and you got you know the right backing behind you. Um, it's your own thing. It's just it's your vision. You know. It's your, okay. it's, your, it's your opinion, Pat. And so does that mean, and I don't know a whole lot, I'm, I'm a communication major, two courses shy of having the degree, um, but but not necessarily this type of communication. Um, maybe I should know the answer to this, but FCC, is that what it is when it when you're dealing with radio and television? Yeah. I believe that. Yes. Uh, yes. You don't have to deal with that at all, correct? Yeah, I don't have to deal with that. That's radio. Um, that's radio, and that's... That's mainly because the airwaves and it just rules to 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 you know be actually on a station where it's in your car. You know, with me, it's more so SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, so it's your app. You can choose to go there. Or you can choose not. It's not program. You know, so it's like it's not like the radio program every car. So it has to be some kind of some kind of rules there and regulations so they can get paid, obviously. But but mine is not. It's just it's your it's at your own discretion. You know, so yeah, so. I don't know that there's an answer for this, um, but if, for instance, I told you, I, I don't know if I told you I was interested maybe in coaching, and I have a number of interests. I'm mainly a creative person, I guess I would say, and if I wanted to pair my passions, my main passion is writing, if I wanted to pair that somehow with doing a podcast, how do I decide if that's a, a good thing to do or not, or like I said in the beginning, maybe there's no answer for that. What do you think? Nah, it is. If you when you say coaching, you talking about sports or like life coaching? Life coaching. Okay, yeah, that actually it's a, it's a bunch of things you can do with that. And I actually had somebody on that's a um a, um pub like a motivational speaker. So I would use that as life coaching because a lot of times that's that's where they come from that same realm. Like life coaching, motivational speakers. Like you put them two kind of together a little bit sometimes. Um, but yeah, I would say you can because. If it's say life coaching, your podcast would just be kind of motivational. So you might have people on that's going through something. Maybe you're just talking to them, and somebody that hear it might be going through the same thing, and they hear what you're saying. So if you're talking to, let's say the guy name is, I don't know, Hakeem. I don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> you're talking to him. Somebody that's listening is got a story just like Hakeem. So you're talking to them also. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can still use the podcast for that because you can. It, you can I don't know. Let's say the title is uh, like for me. I one of the things that I hate about my not hate about my life, but I just I don't always like is that I had to grow up a little quicker because 
um, my mother, and my dad, they separated. You know what I'm saying? So he left. So I had to grow up yeah. quicker because you know we go from six. You know, mommy and daddy didn't from seven to you the man in the house. And there's people that has to deal with that and they don't cope well with it at all. You know what I'm saying? They they it hurts them because they they had they missed out a lot on maybe childhood or just you know had to mature quick or whatever. So you talk to somebody that going through that in life and you might coach them through that, right? But on a podcast, we're just having like me, like we doing right now, having a genuine conversation. Just you're just talking, cool, going back and forth. He's telling you this, that, and third, and you kind of motivating him to see it a different way, showing him different views of why making him stronger. Why not to look at that as a negative? But it's people that's going through that every day that need that don't hear that or they don't talk about it. Like sometimes, like I said, in the, my community, we, we we throw it in the, in the back of my mind. Like I look at it as I look down my street. And it's like six other guys just like me. There's no dad there. So it looks common. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not complaining because they're not complaining. It's like we all just like it must be the thing to, to, to be. Is the man in the house at eight years old because we all doing it. But you might have, like and we might grow up and see it a different way once we grow up. But then you got a life coach that's going to tell you, you know, well, you can look at it this way. Do it this way. Go talk to your dad if you have some issues because you feel like he left you, did that and third, or go talk to this person. You you helping somebody because it's it's still a form of counseling. But that one person you could be talking to on your podcast could be talking. You could be talking to millions. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, or thousands. You know, or hundreds, whatever. Even if it's twenty people, that's still twenty people you touch through one person telling a story on your podcast. So that's I would still do that when it comes to you said you said coaching. You said something else too. Um, well, there I have varied interests. Um, coaching is one thing that I'm thinking about. I'm not. I can't say that I'm. I'm at a place of being passionate about it yet. But I did take a course last semester where I was exposed to um, coaching, and I was able to coach a um, a small business, actually one in a in the Augusta area. And oh, wow. um, that that and I had done training before, and I enjoyed it. I loved. The one-on-one of the small group, although coaching can be a, a very big group, um, and so that's something that I'm just thinking about because I, I I certainly believe in not going back to putting yourself in a bubble. I don't really believe in just doing one thing. You know, people say, but, "What do you want to do for a degree?" I'm like, "Whatever I can do with my degree." Um, coaching is one thing that I'm looking into. Natural health is something that I'm I'm somewhat passionate about and definitely the arts and there are other things too but, but you know like like it's like 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 what you said you know i think the thing you said was writing too but uh oh, yeah that's- the the natural health thing it's like all that stuff is you can kind of use that to your advantage because like me i'm a criminal justice major and a sociology major so sometimes i i, I sit on here and i talk about like a case that might happen and i just tell my part of it because i know i know the legal system so so people might be like you know this cop shouldn't do this that, and third i'm like well I'm not going to be biased, you know what I'm saying? Even though the kid is black, he did such and such and such and such. And I tell him the legal ramifications or legal issues that could, you know, because I know that stuff. So I don't play myself in a bubble. But you might not know that because you're thinking I just talk about music, this, that, and third. But I'm not an arts major. I just, I mean, that is arts, but I, it's like criminal justice and then sociology, which is why I kind of, you know, care about the, like the environment and just like the factors of why people might do the things they do. But... You mentioned writing. Writing is also something you could do. You write stories. If you write other things, poems, whatever, you can still record it, and people still want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? You can have a short story for all we know. You might, you might, you might just want to get eight mics and get everybody a script and say, "Everybody, we're gonna read this. We're gonna, we're gonna put this out as audio, like as audio books. Audio books is actually a thing now. Like that's the thing that's going on. You can use your podcast to do that. I've seen a few podcasts do that where they're getting paid off that now. They putting out pieces of a podcast as an audio book so it's like it's, it's so many things you can do with the podcast now with with this uh jump and growth it's just it's, it's like uh, it's crazy i'm glad you said that because i i am writing something um doing to create a project right now and and um april is one of a few people i think actually one of two people that have that she's read some of what i've written i'll, I'll send her a little snippets of it and i my son is the other person, and I think I sent my sister a copy of something one time, but as far as um, regularly sharing, that would be April and my son. And it, I want people to be able to hear me read it almost, because when other people read it, I'm like, well, that I want it to sound like this. And so when I share it with my son, most times I read it to him because I want to do the voices. I like 
doing voices and things like that. And I want it to come across that way. And so I'm glad you mentioned the author, but that's a way for it to be conveyed in a way that I want. But at the same time, if someone wants to read it, I don't want to take away from them how how they imagine it. Just like yeah. talk about where am I sitting right now? What am I doing? What do I look like? People should have that power. They should be able to own that. I, I like my voices. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so on to something just slightly more more serious. I did go back. I didn't go all the way. I didn't go back two years, obviously, or I would not have asked you how long you've been doing podcasts. But I did go back, I think, to April, and you had addressed something with with your audience, and I don't know what happened. I don't have to know. That's not the point. Um, the point is you were responding. You chose to respond to what I assume was some, some negative talk out there. I don't know what it was. How do you go about combating less than positive response to your podcast without getting too caught up in people? Because, you know, we can respond to everything. You know, we have certain political leaders that they're always given an answer. They're always defending themselves. And I certainly didn't feel like that was the case with you. It sounded your, your response was very mature and thoughtful. And I'm like, I don't know what happened, but he told them. <laughs> and hopefully they got the message. Yeah. How do you decide whether or not you're going to respond and how do you shape your word so that it doesn't come across as an attack, which you did a good job of it not being in it? Um, really, I, like, for me, I, I'm big on energy. Like, I, I'm aware. Like, you have to be aware of what your movement and, and if it's moving or not, right? And sometimes I realize people will try to just get a response out of you. That's that's their goal. So, mm-hmm. and I, we call it, we call it, like, what I call it is uh, stealing energy. And I think sometimes people, they have uh, a hard time getting content for themselves or getting people to look at their content or gaining their own audience or whatever the case. I don't know what, what could be going on, but it's not working somehow. So they try to get your energy. They try to leech on to you or create an issue or, you know, come on your show. I don't know. It's something so much that they can be in your space, in your energy, in your presence, in your in your creativeness. And um, so what I do is I, I, I put out, Something that's really great still. I try to, you know, I always think of content. People come to me with content. I have listeners that just tell me, like, hey, you should do this. And I'll do it because I think, and that's how that's how they look at me. They look at me as somebody that can get it done, and I try to get it done. But for for the, the response thing, um, it's it's really, it's more of a, a, a place where you just be like, okay, I'm not going to not just say anything, but I'm, I'm going to say something, but... I'm gonna make it to where I you can't make it only about you. So it could be a general statement, you know. It's like um, it's a general statement, but I feel like if that if a certain person or people who however it may or entity or whatever feels like it could be towards them, that's just they feeling. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna just ever make it about one particular person when I got an audience of hundreds of people listening, you know, or that's tuned in. And now that person gets my my audience attention all because I chose to respond. They didn't have to put no work in, but I put a lot of work in for my hundreds of listeners. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. you kind of want that person to put their own work in. But really for me, it's just a thing where sometimes it's like um, they say a lot happens in sports. Like I'm a big sports person, but I know like you look up to people sometimes, right? And no, I don't know how big you are in basketball or not, but Sometimes people surpass people. So you got Michael. He had to try to beat Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, and them. He idolized them, but he had to at some point kind of get them. Uh, Allen Iverson is known for the big crossover Michael Jordan, just trying to beat your idol because you have to face them sometimes. And it's just people I look up to that was in the in the business, in the media circle, and like you know you try to get help or try to do this that, and third. And a lot of times I came on the podcast, people didn't really see that as a thing. They was like, "What is that? Like, okay, what is that? You know." Everybody was so big on radio, and now I see a lot of people change their name from such and such radio or this that radio, this that radio, and it's podcast now. You know, so I, oh. so I look at them like, okay, that's kind of, but I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't own the word podcast. That don't bother me. But then when you when I hear people saying, oh, such and such told me they heard they listened to this, but they said they didn't like this or they they felt like you did. I'm like, and it's like. Okay, you know, like I, I and I could take the negative criticism from people, listeners, whatever. I just don't. I just when it comes off as if somebody is, I hate to use the word hating, but that's 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 what it that's what it comes down to. That's when I I try to 
I try to ignore it for a little while until you know I can't no more. But like for me, I'm really I'm real open to work with everybody, yeah. anybody. Even now, still I still work with anybody and anybody. But when it, I feel like a person just nitpicking at certain things you're doing, and I don't really look at other platforms like that. Like I just do my own thing, so I don't I don't want to get um inspired. I mean, I get inspired from people just putting out good content and stuff, but I don't want to get so inspired to where I'm trying to go toe to toe with another another podcast or another show i do what i do and I, I keep moving but it's clear that sometimes people do will do that and i think that's what that's what was being done so i wanted to say that when i address whenever i address and i just wanted to say like you know we could all kind of work together you know it's not have to be no issues but at the same time i'm not gonna just you know allow somebody to try to discredit what i'm doing or tell people don't, don't work with me don't work with this and it's kind of weird that that happens because i feel like in the small cities everybody should work together it's just i don't understand that yeah, yeah. well, um, I think it takes a, a wise and mature person, and I can tell just from our conversation, not even hearing about your, your background, having to grow up, you know, earlier than many people your age, but I just think that you have a wisdom and maturity about you, and I think that's probably very helpful in situations like that, and as, yeah, as my course. mom, it used discernment, you know, like, let me, let me <laughs> see if I should respond to this. Uh, do I need to check you? You know? So yeah, you have to for real. Out, um. So, um, you describe yourself. I think I saw it. I did go to your, your personal Facebook page, and that's okay, because if it's accessible, that means that it's okay for me to go there. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't mind. And so, you, I think it's on your personal Facebook page. Maybe it's on more than the Masters. I'm not sure. But you describe yourself as a blogger. And I have a certain thing in mind when I think of a blogger. So can you tell me about that? And is it under the more than the Masters umbrella? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, one thing I want to say when I did start, a lot of people that did help me start, they helped me do a certain things. So even though I'm a one-man kind of, thing when i'm doing recording all that stuff but i did have a lot of help and i still have help from some listeners that um helped me out and one of my my brother jonathan um he made the actually he actually made the, the mortar masters facebook page for me so he's an administrator on there as well but he don't ever go on there it's just for me but i didn't, I didn't know how to do it at the time and i was i mean i was lagging my feet i guess he saw something in what i was doing he wanted me to get on it so he made it so when i said blogger that's something that just comes up based on what you what, what your page is about so it kind of put it there itself, you know. Um, okay. But now I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a blogger, so to speak. Cause I, I'm with you. I look at blogger a certain way. I, I wouldn't say that. I do document a lot of things. I do do do. I do talk on video a lot, you know. Sometimes, uh, but that's as far as it goes. As far as like a full time, like real deal blogger, though. I don't know if that. I don't know if they would put me as that. I don't know if I could really describe myself as such. There was that goes back, and we're kind of revisiting some things that we discussed earlier in the conversation to not being in a bubble. I guess why does blogger mean maybe if we look it up in the it'll say a certain thing. I think of writing, and I think of people with their um, photography, food blogs, and yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. That's what comes to mind. But you're telling story and storytelling. I mean, hey, that why can't that be? Yeah, from that standpoint, I I can see you as being one. Yeah, I think it can be. I mean, it, I think it depends, though. But, yeah, you can do that because sometimes you can just tell stories every day, and that's technically speaking blogging. So you're right. Right, Re- recording. Um, so I think I know the answer to this. I'm going to see if I'm right. How did you come up with the name More Than The Masters? Um, Actually, it was, it was it was a last minute thing. Like I was at the time, the person that I was you know I was talking to was helping me out a lot, a lot. We were going back and forth with names and. Um, and the logo, cause we was like we were trying to take it to the next level. Just cause, like I said, you didn't you didn't expect it to really. I don't know. I wanted everything right when I when I put it out. You know, I didn't want to just and I, cause I had had equipment already, so I, I was just wasting time. So you know, I, I'm just to put it out there, cause we forty minutes in, I ain't say it. I'm originally from Brooklyn. That's where I grew up at. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, um, Bushwick to be exact. But I um, came down here 16, so I was kind of already grown when I came down here, technically speaking, at least in New York terms. So I wanted to, and where I'm from, like we we, we embrace it a lot. Like if you anybody meets somebody from New York, they're gonna tell you they're from New York, or they're gonna be proud about it. They're gonna brag about it to the point where you probably be upset, like oh, be quiet. Um, and then I and then coming to Augusta, the place where people love to just 
only brag about Atlanta or say they don't like where they're from. They want to talk about Atlanta all the time. It's like Augusta gets overlooked. People from here don't even like want like to claim it a lot. They just claim Atlanta. So I, I never I never heard that because in New York, I'm um, being from Brooklyn. I never cared about Queens. Never cared about the Bronx, Manhattan, none of that stuff. Like it's like Brooklyn or nothing else. Be honest with you, people don't even say New York. People that are from Brooklyn say they're from Brooklyn. They don't say New York. They say I'm from Brooklyn. And you supposed to just know it mean automatically from there. So it was different coming down here where people like didn't claim or didn't like love where they were from. Like that's crazy to me. So mm-hmm. when I said that, it was more so I wanted to so me and my friend, you know, we was like pretty much like, Okay, how are we gonna do it? You should do a mixture of, you know, you being from there but having some culture from the south also. So we were doing like the apple and the peach, you know what I'm saying? We were trying to see if that was gonna work or and, and the the actually idea she had was real good. I was gonna go with that, and then some. I just thought about the masters. I don't know out of nowhere. I thought about it, and I said that this the more than the masters, like the high roll of your tongue, it just sounded like perfect to me. And I was like, Nah, I got it, I got it. And I it just and and I wanted my I knew I wanted my face to be like behind the golf thing behind the grass you know what i'm saying because i always wore my new york hats back i was so new york for a long time i wouldn't wear no hat that didn't have ny over the brim like if it didn't have ny over the brim i wouldn't wear it like i was that's how new york i was like all my life not now no more but at the time i was i wouldn't wear no hat unless it was a new york hat so i put that on you know looking like from new york but got this you notice i got a sweater on but it's the south you know what I'm saying? So it's like the it's and then during the master time you don't need a sweater. You could just walk outside with a t shirt on. So it kinda like it's blended well. My brother that made the Facebook page actually drew the picture for me. But that's how I came with the it came with the name. And I wanted to mainly mainly I wanted to showcase that Augusta is more than the Masters. Like it's more than just the, that golf tournament every year because it's fifty two weeks in a year. That golf tournament lasts one year. So you have to think it's uh, the other fifty one weeks, what's going on in this in this place that the biggest golf tournament is is happening at. And I wanted to kind of, that's why I was getting regular people because most of them were from the South. And my family come down, I would interview them, the, the interesting ones, not the boring ones, but the interesting family members. <laughs> I, would, I would interview them about their life. I have uncles and stuff that was around the 80s that was on on heroin and on crack. And it was like the black sheep of the family. I had did him. And that was like my one of my favorite ones because he just opened up and said everything he did and, you know, Stealing from my grandma, you know, being shunned from the family because you just couldn't break that crack habit. I wanted to bring that down here also because if you look at the drug era in certain areas, but it was down here too. But I wanted the people down here to know I'm still from up there, so I want to show you a little bit. So I'm trying to like kind of mix both cultures because I want people down here to embrace where they're from, like where I'm from, we do so. You know, so I'll be trying to like kind of mix the two. So when I say more than a master, I kind of mean, yeah, Augusta is more than just that golf tournament, but also it's culture. It's other people from New York that's down here too. It's people migrate down here. My grandma is from down here, but she lived in New York most of her life, which is why I'm from New York, you know, because my, my mother and them all born and raised there. My grandma came back to her hometown where she was born at to retire, you know, and I want to just, this is a retirement city. So a lot of people here aren't even from here, technically speaking. You know, they just retired here. So they're from other places. You got the Fort Gordon. So you got an army base. So you got people that's from all over the world coming to Augusta. So it's more than a massive because it's so cultured. If you really look look at it, you got people from all facets of life here in Augusta. So that's the main thing I want. I be trying to bring to the forefront. Just That's why I interview anybody and anybody I feel like they're interested in. They got a story. Whether you're from South, even if you're South Carolina, I could squeeze you in. You know, we just say you're from North Augusta. That's cool. But you know, <laughs> either way, yeah. you know, I, I try to paint that picture that it's more than just golf. I never interview anybody about golf. I never talk about golf on a show. Nothing like that. It's all about, you know, and if any, it's not one episode that I can name where I can't kind of tie it to the name. Even when I talk about myself and I'm just going on about power, I, I, some way somehow I can tie that into why it's it go with the name. I just I just can for some reason so that's my well, that's my thing. Well, I, that that's bottom line what I thought it was. Um, but hearing your story and uh, that that just made it a little um, more passionate for me. So I I like that you included the the New York and the hat and everything and um, and people in Augusta. I hope you're listening. Augusta is amazing. I live in Charleston. I'm not from Charleston. I'm from South Carolina, but I've lived in Charleston for um, a number of years. 
and um, certain things have kept me here, but I I love Augusta. I wouldn't mind living there. In fact, I would love to live there. I think people are very nice. I think it's very um, artsy. I like that, but I don't like the, the fake artsy stuff, which yeah. you all don't have. <laughs> so you, you get into people turning these um, these towns that were nothing or ghettos, and they turn them into these places that hipsters are at, and it's Augusta isn't like that. I feel like it's very authentic, and um, everyone who lives there should be very proud to live there. I want to be there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you for sharing that story with me. And then one of my last questions, maybe the last question, is how would you encourage someone who is thinking about this, someone like myself, um, to get started the podcasting from from the very beginning of that process to evaluating, like that's what I'm doing now, I'm evaluating whether or not it's the right thing to do, and then if they decide that they want to do that, how to actually get going doing it. And don't say, just do it. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say it, because like I said, when I did it, I, I bought the stuff, and then I just sat there for a little while, and you know, I, I'm thinking like, dang, $500 worth of stuff, I need to use it, because I'm cheap. I, that's a lot of money for me to spend. So, But <laughs> now, I would say... Like find, I mean, listen to podcasts. You know, what I'm saying different ones. You know, and and if you know what you want, what you want to discuss, and, and mind you, like you, it, it can change at any moment. So you might want to just do life coaching, but it can change as soon as you start. You might want to just make, make it only about yourself because this time, but I don't want to interview nobody. I just want to talk only. I just want to talk for sixty minutes, and it's like an outlet. It's it's like almost like it's therapeutic a little bit because I I can touch, I can talk about. Let's say I want to talk about. My daughter being born, that whole nine months process, how I felt. I can do a whole podcast on that, and there's so many people that can relate to it because people have kids. You know what I'm saying? So people can relate to right. certain things. But now I would say the for preparation, just getting ready, like buy buy. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest pay buy five hundred dollars for stuff. But I would say buy a little something first. So when I first bought, I bought the microphone, and the microphone I'm using now, after the first microphone I bought, it's, it's my my still my most expensive one, but. I bought a microphone like seventy dollars and a laptop, and it was a USB microphone. So I I would work on it, like I would do little stuff, like work on content and just talk a little bit sometimes. I wouldn't put it out. I just talk and kind of you know perfect the craft. So you you want what you want to do is you know get your material if you can, maybe a stand. You don't need a mic stand, technically speaking, but get you something for you only, and you master it first before you start thinking you're gonna have guests or you're gonna you know do this do that and third. Just get you. Uh, a microphone, USB microphone, get your laptop, use the little free app like Audacity or something like that, and just play with it. That's all. Now, I ain't going to say just do it, but play with it. When you do that, you can upload something and delete it either way. So upload it, send it to a few people, see what they see what their feedback is on it, and work on it a little, little by little. And that's what I did. I, I sent it to people at work because I work with so many people. It was like if I sent it to 50 coworkers and 25 of them listen. Or 25 listen twice, you know, that's 50 listen. I, I'm good with that, but I get feedback from at least 15 to 20, 10 people, you know what I'm saying? And they all got different views on what's, what's said, whether they're interested or not. And if they all tell me it's interesting, I'm like, okay, cool. That's something I can think about to put out there to the public because I'm using that big uh, that big ratio of employees of employees I work around as the public. So it, and you gotta, you really, and it's not about just doing it. It's about doing it how you want to do it. And I would say that when you when it's about being independent, you gotta understand you're gonna spend money a little. You know, you gotta spend a lot of money. You can spend a little bit of money, but make sure that long as long as the content is good, that's really all that matters. Like I started out like now I got a mixer, so I'm, my phone is plugged into the mixer. Um, I should take a picture. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Now. I'll probably send it to you after I'm finished. But my phone is plugged into the mixer, and that's coming out the phone. So. The, the same thing I'm recording on, you record it on. You, you gonna, you know, it's gonna sound better than just being on a phone. But you, you know, you're on a phone, so you'll hear it. When I first started, I didn't have that. I had to put, I had to like kind of like, I, like ghetto do it kind of like, cause I had a microphone. I would have to shit a microphone with this set of speakers I had. The speakers, excuse me, the speakers was like I had to plug the speakers in, and I'll put the 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 audio jack in my phone. I'll talk into the phone and the mic at this, you know, have everything pretty much towards the microphone and the speaker will pick up the microphone, pick up the speaker and me at the same time. And that's how my first couple episodes was 
when I had guests. I would just call somebody and say, hey, let's just talk. And I would just start recording. You know, and we would talk about everything from Target, shopping at Walmart, all the other stuff and and, and things in the, in, in the news. And I would throw it out there. Then sometimes I would joke about some things in the news and I'd throw it out there. And i see how people gravitate towards it. And I'll, let, I'll wait about a week, week and a half before I get the feedback back. And I see people like when I said this, people like when I did that. So I said, okay, cool. Let's do something funny then. Talk about customer service. Did that. Everybody kind of agreed because everybody had a customer service job, but they could kind of relate. So you want to do something relatable also. You know what I'm saying? That's how people get interest when they can say, dang, I got a story to share. And then also invite your audience to share stories with you. That's how you get the feedback. You get emails, how you get stuff like that because you, you, you are welcoming them to, you know, create dialogue with you. And right. that's what I do. And I, that's what I say. So just getting started, you got to, little by little, you got to kind of, yeah, you kind of, kind of gauge your audience size. Almost like a comedian with a crowd. You're not gonna just go out there and just say a joke. You gotta kind of gauge the crowd, size them up. Should you say any, should you say any like black jokes or white jokes? Like it, it depends on what the crowd is. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna just go out there and, as if you're a white comedian, just have a bunch of black jokes and it's a room full of black people. You know what I'm saying? So you have to kind of gauge your audience and see who, like what they're liking and what they're not liking, what they're overlooking and what they kind of uh, holding on to and you based it off that okay so content content and proper equipment and gauging your audience um and i know that i'm the type of person that i you're talking about not not being in a bubble again um it's funny because i i like to write things down and just um make sure i have all my notes and and follow the order of things for things that I'm not familiar with anyway and make sure I get it down. So what I've named just now, I'm certain that that's not, maybe not all that um, when you look at the bigger picture, but um, that equipment, I will definitely be calling you if I decide to do it to get some help with yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I need but, to add that too because when I, let me tell you, right, when I bought my mixer, which I still got for the first mixer I bought, it, I would, I, I listened to podcasts already, so what I had to do was I had to watch their videos of their podcasts. And I would try to zoom in on the equipment they had to see, like, what are they using to make they, they podcast sound so good? Yeah. But I realized sometimes it's just a, it might just be a $400 mic that I'm not going to buy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, well, now I see why it sounds like that. Um, or I wonder why my mic, I got to I gotta really talk up on it. I, I mean, I, and you had to play with it. I played with, play with my mixer a lot. I didn't know what game. I didn't know what none, the picture I'm going to send you. I ain't know what none of them buttons meant. But I know what they mean now. I can't tell you what they mean, technically speaking, probably, but I know what they mean on the board, you know what I'm saying, as far as sound goes. So it's like, you got to kind of make mistakes, too. So some podcast people are like, yeah, it was kind of loud, and it's such, such and such happened. So I'm like, okay, cool, next time I'm going to put this down, put that down. So it's just like, episode by episode, you're going to learn more and more. So just don't be, and that's thing, I won't say just do it, but I would say don't be, don't be afraid to have mistakes. Make up for it the next podcast. If every podcast you get better and better, Mm-hmm. Then I mean it's gonna be some pocket where you, it, it, it's gonna be perfect, but it won't be perfect to you because you so you so busy on trying to get better that yeah. you're not really focused on the last podcast and that that makes it better. Like when you so focused on the next one and you like I got a better one than that. It's so easy to have good content to be honest. Yeah, and I find that uh, creatives and sometimes I feel like it's you know, can you call yourself creative? You're supposed to let other people call you that, but um, exactly for creative. <laughs> Um, because I, I work with someone whose wife does art. My son is a, a filmmaker. I don't want to say he's an aspiring filmmaker. I'm speaking it into existence that he's a filmmaker. Gotta do it. Gotta um, do it. I write and um, do a couple other things. And there's something about um, people who are like that who want things to be perfect. Like when I, I, I've got a blog too. It's not a, um, air quotes, real blog where I'm like making money off of it, that sort of thing. It's just something that, you know, where I write um, inspirational pieces. What I'm working on isn't like an inspirational thing. It's, it's more like a, um, a a story or a novel, I guess you could say. But yeah. I've been writing these creative pieces. And when I go onto my blog and I hit publish, it's like you delay it for so long because I'm like, oh, that's not right. Let me change that. And you just keep going back and forth. And my coworker's wife, he talks about how she did the same thing. Like her... Her website has been finished for X number of weeks or X number of months, and she won't publish it. She's afraid. She keeps messing with it. And so I think that's <laughs> something that um, 
you know, at some point you just got to say, okay, it's fine. And if it's not fine, it's going to be okay. And then hit the publish button or whatever the button is when it comes to podcasts. <laughs> so <laughs> you're sharing that. This next question, I just thought of it. It wasn't on the list. And I thought it would be something fun to do. But based on talking to me, our emails, our text messages, I would like for you to describe just from all of that, not having seen me, what you think I look like, what do you what do you think about me? What do you what do you know from about me from having communication with me that wasn't um video conversation or you didn't see my picture? What do you think? Um, well, I mean I mean now I know that you're a woman, so that <laughs> that helps. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I seen Travis, I just thought of a, like a tall, slinky kind of man. I, I I did think white. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the glasses, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh wait a minute! I gotta write this down. Tall, slinky, white man with glasses. Glasses definitely. Um, a a a a, a um a short sleeve shirt with the tie. <laughs> Yeah. So you're you're about to go. You're about to call me Chuck. Somebody who <laughs> you think that show Chuck? I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking about. I mean, the people I like, the Travises I know, or well, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just that's what I thought of. And then I guess too, I I think about you know people I not that you you know you contact me through email, which I said in the in the podcast and. So many times people they will try to do that, but they'll just come on and more mass and hit me up through the messenger. So I looked at things like that to kind of gauge on 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 um what you could possibly look like. But now I'm um, talking to you. I'm not gonna lie. I was I mean female. Obviously, I, I know you're a woman now. So female. I would say short. I don't know. For some of you, feel like I sound. I feel like you sound like you're short. I could be wrong, but you sound like you might be short. Um. I I, I, I like I said, you're a per, per, perfectionist, but I do think you like things done in a certain manner. And I only say that because with the with the with the questions and the emails, it's like everything was kind of like down to a T. It seemed so professional to me, you know. And you don't always get that. Sometimes it was no like it was no slang. If you had typos, you you sent the email saying sorry for the typos, and I was like, I didn't see the typos, you know. What I'm saying I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't read for typo. I just read it and was like, okay, you know, cool. I'm always putting things out that people don't know. I'm like, why didn't you draw attention to it? <laughs> Um, I know you don't. You still. I know you said you had a sound. I'm not sure I owe you, but you still sound young to me. So, um, mm-hmm. I I can't really put like a, a face to you. I don't know. Um, I don't. Know, I guess I'm thinking about like how you sound versus the people like I know. Um, I feel like you could be a good HR manager for some reason. I'm not. I don't know why I'm thinking about that for some reason. I mean, because my job just got rid of HR. I could see oh, you taking that. Sp- oh. I, I don't know if they're hiring, but they, they, she left. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I just feel like you you got a you got a voice of an HR a little bit. It's not like it's not it's not mean. It's just kind of like pleasant, you know. Like you on like you just oh, on my like you, like you on my side or something like that. Oh. Um, so I don't know. Like this, but I get down to earth, kind of like you know more so than anything, and just uh more of a free free spirit. Nothing um not like judgmental, so to speak. So. Some of that is right, and I'll, I'll I'll let I'll let you know. Um, the HR thing, I'm not sure because I don't know too many HR folks in terms of you know what what they would be like personality wise. I suppose um, I've taken some of those those Google tests that you know try to narrow down what you're like and what profession you should be in. I'm like I know you know I know I'm that creative person. And I can do other things too. I don't want to just put myself in in that box. But um, but HR is something I thought about before. But it's probably not something I would pursue. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. Your analysis of me having only talking on the phone and texting and emailing. So yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, I'll let you know who I am. I think some some things you're spot on. Okay, that's good. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I know you. I have um, followed a couple of people that you, um, I guess you would say interviewed. You went to the, what was it called, Wine and Sip, but Sip and, Sip and Paint, yeah. is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, I think I followed them, and then there's a young lady that's a photographer that was somehow affiliated with you. There are a couple people, so um, I I didn't set out to make connections in Augusta that way, 
but I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I got to talk to you and learn about your life and your um, your career as, what do you call yourself, a podcast? <laughs> What's the name for it? <laughs> we'll make one up. <laughs> Podcasted, how about that? Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> It, it was good, you know, getting getting interviewed. Actually, I, when I first started, somebody supposed to do that. They wanted to interview me, and it kind of like I'm glad it kind of went how it went because I feel like at the time it was I was really not needed to be interviewed at the time. You know, what I'm saying I don't feel like I had did anything. I still feel like I got a lot more to do. So it's not like I feel like I'm there now, but I would like I know I gain more listeners. So this is good to, to have people listen to and just kind of get to know me because. They might have similar similar questions that you just don't want to ask, you know. So yeah, yeah. And in the process, this may or may not have been your intention, but it doesn't matter because it is the case, and that is that I got some exposure to exactly. So the it, interview one, so it, all, it turned out well for um for both of us. All parties win. So <laughs> yeah, so that's that's all for me for now. But I'm, I've got your information, so I'll definitely be in touch with you, and I'll let you know the answers to to you know. Who I am, as far as I, I can tell you, it's not. I'm not a tall, sleepy white man with glasses. But. <laughs> well, I, I hope not. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I want to say this too, though. You said you're a woman. You know, I'm a woman because I called you earlier today to be sure that we were still on for this um, this interview. And I said, I knew you were expecting a guy, but I'm a gal. That's the first thing I said, <laughs> yeah. and I don't usually do that. But I run into that all the time, and sometimes people will call my office and. They'll talk with me, and they'll say, what's your name? And I'll say, Travis. And they'll say, I thought Travis was a guy. And I'll play a game with him. I like to I like to just, you know, take people off guard. And I said, I am. And then it's just like silence for like 20 seconds. They don't say anything. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. And, and then I have to tell them I'm kidding with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said it <laughs> earlier because I, I, I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah, but I work with a lot of people that, that you know, I don't know what gender they are. So it's like I'm, I'm used to it now. Like I'm, it's, it's not like a, it's it's not so much foreign to me, but I know mm-hmm. how to use certain words. I just, I mean I just I just know my my surroundings a little bit, but yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then next time we'll talk about my name. Usually, when people ask where where did you get that name from, and I just make up stories because there really isn't that I know of. I've been asking my whole life. Um, you know, how did I even get this name? You know, I know my aunt named me, but, you know, sometimes I just like to mess with people and just make stuff up. And then I'll tell them later. I'm, I'm only kidding. That's what you got to do, though. It's social media yeah. works crazy, so you got to kind of protect your own identity sometimes. Yeah. It's a good conversation piece, too. It's, Definitely. You know, you get off on a five-minute conversation with someone that you didn't know, and so it's fun. Um, but, again, that's all for me, unless you have something else. Um, no, nah, that was it. I mean, it was a good interview. You did good. I mean, I, I don't know if that's something you're going to be interested in doing or not, but I mean, to me, yeah, I couldn't tell it was your first time doing it, you know, besides you telling me. That's about it. So. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You, you, <laughs> in my Elvis voice. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Well, I hope you have a good evening and I will talk to you again soon. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was the uh, episode uh, for this week. It's just called Getting to Know Maine. Um, yeah, so that was dope. I liked it. Um, let me know your thoughts. If you got any questions or anything I didn't answer all the way and you want to know, uh, feel free to let me know. And uh, that's about that, really. Morning Masters Podcast.